that are here and those on the line, but I pray that there may be those that may hear this message at a later date, Father God. They might go on YouTube and they might hear it and that it's going to prick their hearts. So we ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will draw the people that you would like to hear this word today in the name of Jesus. I give you praise, glory, and honor, O God, that as I decrease, you will be increased in me. I ask that you would bring upon this word, O God, so that it's not just going to be information, but it's going to be manifest manifestation in our lives. I thank you, O God, that your word is alive and is powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces the sun between the joints and the marrow of the soul and the spirit, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I thank you today, God, as you can anoint the ears and open the hearts of your people, that they may receive, retain, understand, and apply what they hear. In Jesus' name, we say thank you, God, and amen. Would you give the Lord a hand back if you're ready to hear the word tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. The name of my message is called Christmas During the Crisis. Christmas During the Crisis. Amen. Because it wasn't Santa Claus who came to town. It was Jesus Christ. I'll write down. Tell the truth. We got to make sure that we understand. Yes. Amen. Because yes. it's funny because um, as I was driving along this evening and I was looking at all the homes, you know, since it's so dark, you can look at all the homes and everybody have their Christmas tree up and everybody have their lights and everybody have the lights outside and all the, the jingle bells. So guess what? I'm wondering if these people know why they put up these lights. Right. I'm wondering if they understand that there's a Christ in the Christmas. Amen. I'm wondering, you know, I mean, this just went through my mind as I was driving this evening, and I was like, wow. Because the most powerful decision that I believe that God has ever made for mankind was to send his beloved son mm -hmm. to come and be born as a baby to teach us how to live, to teach us how to respond to one another. And then he came to die so that we can be reconciled to the Father. I think that's one of the most magnificent, important gifts that God has ever done for his people, amen. Because people are born, people die. But Jesus remains Amen. forever. Jesus remains forever. Amen. And so, as I was looking at this, Jesus passed through these parts 2,000 plus years ago. The world has never been the same since he came to town. Amen. We would have, all have to admit that Christians... Christmas has been ruined by the perverted by an unbelieving world. It seems that praise has given to party. Amen. The Savior has given over to Santa Claus. Glory has been given over to gifts. And bows have been given over to larger bows. What is happening last year? We didn't have enough bows, so we made some bigger bows this year. The party wasn't so good last year, so we're going to have a lot of music. We forgot that Jesus is the reason for the season. People all around the world, those that believe and those that don't believe and eat. And I, and I always like to mention because there are Christians that are acting just like heathens. They're acting just like the world. We're supposed to know what the word says, but we are 
like the world. It is not about Christmas trees and tinsels and lights. Not about reindeers and rooftop and ho, ho, ho. It's about Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's what Christmas is all about. Let me read for you. The Word of God says in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Cornelius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his, to his own city. Joseph also went from Galilee and Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea in the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. <coughs> if I really had time to preach this message, if we didn't have really come here to pray, I would break it down a little bit deeper, but I, I don't have the kind of time. I have a lot to say, but not a lot of time, because there was two Bethlehem. I'm going to talk about that another time. See, one of the things that we got to understand, that this was not a census by Cornelius. Mm -hmm. This was a providential decree. God said, <coughs> my son, excuse me, must be born in a certain place at a certain time. The Bible says, verse 5, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was when that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, or to bring forth her child. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. I gotta stop here for a second. We as Christians, we go to church, we say hallelujah, we jump, we dance, we sing. Some of us have tears running down our eyes, but we still have no room for him in our hearts. We still, excuse me, we do not have room for Jesus. We need to express our character has to be in a place where the world can see that we that name the name of Jesus Christ have room for him in our hearts. Amen. There are people, I'm telling you, there are Christians right now that have no room for Jesus. Yes. They woke up this morning and they forgot to say good morning, Holy yes. Spirit. They woke up this morning, they forgot to say thank you, God, for waking me up in my right mind. Yes, they woke up this morning, they ate, they forgot to pray over their food before they ate. But yet we say we're Christians. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this was a providential decree that God decreed. This was God's decree. So it says, now there was, there were in the same country shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over the flocks by night. Mm -hmm. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and said to them, uh, uh, before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. 
For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign you will to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and singing and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them, that's verse 15, into the heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came and with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which, would, which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at this thing which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned to Return glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Today, I want to let you know that after all these years, Paul was able to say, Paul was able to write Romans verse 8 and verse 28. And it says, Romans 8 verse 28. All things, we know that all things work together for good. <clears throat> for those who love the Lord and for those that are called according to his purpose. Caesar Augustus did not set this, this census. That's right. God did this. Yeah. God set this census. You see, this was not just a lucky coincidence. Mm -hmm. No. Neither was it a mere inconvenience for people of Israel to travel. It was a divine problem that was caused by the imperial decree. Why? Because the book of Micah, which go to Micah with me, 5 and 2. See, this was proclaimed seven year, 700 years before Jesus was born. 700 years. Amen. God, when God says something, like my sister just got you saying, if God says it, it's got to come to pass. Amen. If God says it, it has to come to pass. His word cannot return void. Whatever he says must come to pass. Right. So in the book of Micah, chapter 5 and verse 2, it says, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. Talking about the son of the living God. So this had to come to pass. This had to happen. 
had to happen exactly the same way. And if you really want to look, you can look at John chapter 1 and verse 46. I'm not going there. Because when Jesus said to, when, when, the, when the apostles, uh, well, they weren't apostles, they were uh, Peter and Andrew said to Nathaniel, we have found the Christ. The first thing Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Bethlehem? Yes. He said, can any good thing come out of Bethlehem? Let me read that. That's in John chapter 1 and verse 46. No, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That's what he said. Yeah. So we got to see that even back then, they did not believe. Can any good thing, he said, he first found his brother Simon and said to him, we found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when, he, when Jesus said, he said, you are the son of God. What did I say? 1 and 46. Here we go. And then he said, then Nathaniel said to him, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? So we see that Jesus had to go to these different places in order for things to go according to the will of God. What am I saying to you today? All that we are going through today. Come on now. Every single thing uh -huh. that we are going through, each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. It's all a providence. Yeah. It's all providential decree. Mm -hmm. God said, my people have turned their back on me, and I am going to have to slow them down. Yes. I got to slow them down, because they're not paying me any attention. Uh. And God is saying, we say it all the time, and we don't really believe it. Why? What is 1 Peter 4 and 17 says? Judgment begins in the house of the Lord. And it begins with us. And so, God is saying that even though people read the word, they study the word, they know the word. But for whatever reason, they don't believe the word. They don't believe the word. You see, the problem, the prophet said Messiah would come from Bethlehem, but Joseph and Mary were living in Nazareth. And that's why Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? It probably never entered into their minds to go to Bethlehem. Mind you, from where they went to where they had to go was 80 miles. Can you imagine 80 miles uh, a nine-month pregnant woman can you imagine what that was like? Yes. I mean, Jesus was not only, watch this, Jesus was not only going to go through suffering at the end of his life, he was going through suffering in the beginning of his life. I mean, think about him riding on a donkey, ready to come forth on a raggedy road, but we still do not understand the purpose of the birth of Jesus Christ. We still allow the bows and the bells and the presents 
People are wrapping presents all over the place right now. They're spending all their little money to buy gifts that people are going to forget the day after Christmas. But they're not focusing on the purpose of the Christ. They're not focusing on why we celebrate this day. And just so you know, everybody should know this by now, but we know this, and I happen to know because I went to Jerusalem, um, Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. The shepherds would not have been outside. It is too cold. Right. The, 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 the weather is just like it is right here in Jerusalem. So we know that. But they picked a day. But that's okay. I'm not, I don't care when he was born. I'm just grateful that he yeah. was born. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am grateful yeah. that Jesus came, Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose from the dead, yeah. and Jesus is coming yes. again. Glory be to God. Glory, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. One of the other things that I want to point out, I don't know if you guys ever pray this prayer, but we should all pray this prayer. Lord, Help me to be in the right place at the right time. Yes. Help me to be in the right place at the right time. Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem because the scripture had foretold it 700 years ago. So he had to be at the right place at the right time by the providential desire and the will of, of God. Amen. He had to be in the right place at the right time. God arranged all these things to ensure that his son would be born in the right place at the right time. He even used a pagan emperor to do his will. And God will use anybody Amen. to do what Amen. he needs to yes. be done, including Satan. The place of his birth, the manger of feeding through the king of kings was born in a manger. But why was he born in a manger? There was two reasons why he was born in a manger. The immediate reason that some old shepherds might find him. Remember, we all know, most of us know, maybe all of us know, in those days, if you were a shepherd, you were nothing. You were nothing. You are of the lowest class. But God went, sent the angels to the shepherd first. When the Bible says the first will be last, and the last will be first, and the shepherds were the first person to come to find out about this baby. The second reason is this. The eternal reason, I would say, that some old sinner like you and I, would be able to approach him for salvation. Amen. I want you to stop and think. Amen. Do you realize that if Jesus was born in a palace, we may never have gotten saved? Amen. <laughs> like I said, we can approach the throne anytime and ask Jesus to come into our heart. Mm -hmm. This speak of the rest of our lives. Many still have no room in their lives for Jesus Christ, for God. We, 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 we talk, but we only give lip service. It's lip service that we give God. Amen. The picture of his birth 
wrapped in swaddling clothes, in a bandage. The babe was wrapped, prefigured the death and burial. Why, why, why Jesus had to come the way that he come? Like I say, I, I, you know, I don't normally preach black and white, but I gotta say this. All the people, 95% of the people in the Bible were dark-skinned. Okay. Because Jesus was born in a stable, because he looked so ordinary, and how do we know that he looked ordinary? Because when they came to arrest him in the garden, he had, Judas had to point him out by with a kiss. So he was so ordinary. He wasn't wearing the big fine fancy clothes. He, he was not brought up in a. He wasn't born in a, in a palace. So the, the the Sadducees and the Pharisees they rejected him because he looked like an ordinary person. And we need to make sure that we don't get so flamboyant that nobody can reach us. We gotta make sure that we portray the Lamb of God. Yes. We gotta make sure that we continue to do what He would want us to do, so that we can let people—people people are not gonna be afraid to come and talk to us. Amen. The purpose of His birth, like I said, was salvation for the soul of man. Jesus was born to die. He had been expecting, he had been the expectation of mankind since the fall of Adam in Genesis 3 and 15. Listen to this. Every lamb, every ram, every goat, every bird that had been sacrificed down through the ages pointed to the special birth. Watch this. Of oh, Jesus Christ. Noah built an ark. Abraham built an altar. Moses built a tabernacle. Solomon built a temple. But Jesus Christ built a Calvary so that sins can be forgiven. He built a Calvary. You see, all the stuff that took place in the Old Testament was pointing to the birth of Jesus Christ. As I said, mentioned many times before, the people in the Old Testament, they were operating on borrowed grace. We got the reason. We got to go to no paradise when we die. When we die, according to uh, Second uh, Corinthians, being absent from the body is being present with the Lord. Amen. And we are so blessed. Amen. We're blessed to have that for us. You know, God is so good. Yes, He is. God is so good. Amen. The power of God's grace. Shepherds were cast out. <clears throat> like I said, they were cast aside. Today, I want to remind each and every person that's under the sound of my voice that how we worship, how we express ourselves, it's not the action that's going on on the outside that God looks at. God looks at the heart. If you're worshiping and your mind is at Macy's, hallelujah, 
If you are, well, I'm serious. If you are worshiping and your mind is at Costco, if you are worshiping and your mind is at smartphone, Ross, God's not listening to you. Yeah. Your mind and your heart must be centered on worshiping yes. him the way he expects us to worship him. He said, those that worship me must worship in spirit and in truth. Yes. And God is looking for us to remind, he wants to remind us that the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world, because he came as a babe, he came wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, so that we can reach him without any negation. Yeah. Nobody can stop us from calling upon the name of the Lord. Amen. Nobody can stop us from getting to the place where we need to go. Like I said, the salvation is pure grace, according to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Pure grace. We should praise him because of who he is. We should worship him because of who he is and what he's doing and what he has yet to do for us. Yeah. We need to make sure that we understand that Christmas, we should never allow this Christmas during this crisis to f just be another Christmas. Why? There's people dying right now. They're busting hell wide open. Yeah. But they don't know Jesus. Yeah. They're having Christmas. Yeah. You know how many people are going to die the day after Christmas? Jesus. Do you know how many people are going to die the day of Christmas without Jesus? Do you know how many people are going to die? I remember I was so tired seven years ago on the 24th of December and I told my husband, I said, look, I said, you know, I don't know if you're going to last for tomorrow. I said, but do me a favor. Now, mind you, he hadn't smiled. I hadn't had no facial expression for almost for quite some time. He was racing. I said, do me a favor. I said, when you get there, when you see Jesus, said Jesus, Ruby said hello, and he gave me this big smile. He died the same night. He died that same night. I'm saying there's going to be people that are going to die on Christmas Day. They're going to die on the night, the night after Christmas, and they still don't know Jesus. So why am I bringing all of this up? I am bringing this up because I want people to understand that instead of buying a gift that maybe you don't even have the money to do, you can give it to somebody to Jesus. Yeah. That is the best gift yes. that you can give to anybody because Jesus lives forever. Yeah. He will never die. He is forever and ever and ever and ever. When you give them that gift, they will be assured of eternal life. Yes. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord yes. will be saved. So as I close this message, 
I want to let you know that allow yourself to witness. Allow yourself to speak to people. Don't be afraid to talk to people. People need Jesus. People need the Lord. They need the Lord. We are new creations, and we got to establish that fact. We got to let God see us being co laborers with Him by just telling somebody, just like He told the people, the woman that did you know Jesus loved you? Hey, we have to make sure that our rooms are filled with gifts of love, yeah. but love for our brothers and sisters, love that's going to bring people closer, love that maybe they've been going through all kinds of trauma. Trauma. I think about there may be a woman right now that's pregnant. Father left. Baby's father left. She doesn't have anything to buy her swaddling clothes for the baby. Mother, if that's you, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And God is still in the miracle working business. What am I saying? I was watching something on Facebook the other day, and I saw where these two people, uh, uh, they were like seven, late 70s, and they had nowhere to go. They spoke no English, and they sat at a, at a, a park. And so a guy came by, and the guy came to speak to him. And again, they spoke no English. So quickly... He put it on Facebook, if anybody can interpret, come. And I want you to know, somebody came and they started to interpret for these two people. Mother, I'm speaking to you right now. God is still in the miracle working business. Anyway, they said, they said what happened. And quickly, this young man was a young guy. He put up a GoFund and they raised $8,000 for those Amen. two people that had nothing and nowhere to go. God is still in the miracle working business. If you call upon the name of the Lord, he is going to come through for you. Yes. That is a guarantee. Yes. That is a guarantee. So I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. But I do want you to know, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Because with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, with the heart, man believe it. So whosoever, whoever you are out there, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you will get a response. He will come through for you. I guarantee you that right now. So I close. To remind you, don't let this Christmas be just an ordinary Christmas. Let this Christmas be an extraordinary Christmas by introducing somebody to the best gift. The gift that no money can afford. No money can afford what salvation will do for that person. Yeah. And so I just want to tell you that we love you and we praise God for you. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ yet as your Lord and Savior, you please call us yeah. and we will be happy to pray with you. Goodbye for now. God bless. Yeah. If you receive anything, please give the Lord a hand.